We're glad you joined us today. We know the road may feel isolating, but we are here to go along this journey with you and love the call to action. Rock Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We're going to join together and chat about all things military life. So you know the drill. Rock Up Buttercup! Hey everybody, we're back again and it's all of us girls here chatting. Sierra's out because of the silly snow and the frozen ice pipes, so she's out for the night, but we are here to talk with you guys and instead of doing full-on relationships again, I'm sure you got enough from our last podcast, we want to talk more about our friendships with our military spouses and kind of how to establish those and keep friendships throughout the years. So we're here, it's me, Sabrina, and we have Kim and Ashley. Hey guys. So the idea for this podcast came up to talk about like group chat, like, like not group chat. What are they? You know, spouse groups, right? There's so many spouse groups out there and at every single base that you go to. So it's easy to get caught up in some that may not be good for you. And there's some that you can find ways to find really good friends in there. Do you guys have some experiences that you've made through spouse groups? I've actually met quite a few spouses in uh, the group, especially like within my husband's unit group pages, going through and uh, just reaching out and trying to go to those organize, organize events, which most people don't attend to, but like, you know, you have to put yourself out there and go to them. But yeah, I get a lot of information from the group. I love my local group right now. I get a lot of local information on training schedules, as well as like events that are happening in the area. Yeah, I think especially like if you have a good FRG that sends out the emails and they do put together events, that's definitely one of the first places. I know my first duty station, I knew I knew my husband's friends, but they were all active duty. So that does me no good when they all jumped on a bird and were gone, you know, so then I had nobody. Um, I did end up joining our FRG and that was where I started making friends there. But that hasn't been the case at every duty station, I guess. A lot of the my friendship groups started through spouse pages when we moved and just started reaching out to people and asking questions like, Hey, where's the nearest hospital? Where's the best housing areas? And that's how we've started our friendships. Most of my friendships, I guess. I I love that because that's one of my first things that I do when I know we're moving or PCSing to a different installation is I'll go search the spousal pages to kind of ask for those, those advice. Like where should we live? If we want to live off post, if we're going to live on post, where should we go? What do you suggest for BCM, things like that? So I, I've definitely built a lot of relationships that way as well, especially, and not all of them I've met in person. There are several that, you know, we're friends on Facebook just because we've connected through the spousal, spousal pages, but we've like, you know, either have gone to different duty stations or things like that. I know a lot of spouses use that because they don't have that FRG connection. Right. And you can always Google all that stuff, but it's so much better to have someone that has lived here for two, three, four years. And it's like, no, for sure. You should go to this store. Don't go to the Walmart that's closest to your house. You're going to regret it. You know, like to have those people that you can reach out to, you don't even have to know them, but it's such a nice place to have that chat and be able to reach out and have resources right at your fingertips. Um, I can say the best experience I had from one of those spouse groups is when we moved to Germany, I was 36 weeks pregnant. Why they let me on an airplane is beyond me because if you've ever seen pictures of me, I mean, it's like a full basketball belly thing <laughs> and they let me on a plane and they let me fly across the entire country, like literally from Hawaii all the way to Germany, which is three day trip. Basically we had to stop and 
That I got there. miserable. <laughs> it was, it was a terrible <laughs> idea. And I got food poisoning in Maryland on our way. So oh. just not a good time altogether. But I had met this girl who had started talking to me and thank heaven I did. And she's still one of my best friends. Her name's Danielle. And she, um, reached out to me because she had just done the same thing. She had just PCS there and navigating in Germany, the waters of getting there and all your doctors are off post. All of the hospital where you give birth is off post. I didn't speak a lick of German. So having somebody that reached out to me from the spouse page and was like, Hey, whoa, I got you. When you get here, you're not going to have a car. I'm going to take you to the doctor's appointments. I'm going to help you get to an OB. I'm going to make sure you know where the hospitals are before you even get here. Like was it's amazing. And you wouldn't find that if you didn't have those spouse pages because his FRG knew we were coming, but never would have probably reached out and helped to take us to those appointments. So it's been a good experience. I found really good things through there. So what about you, Kim? You're quiet tonight. I don't use the spouse pages a whole lot. I do find that there are some great resources on there and a lot of good events for the community. So I do attend some of those and when I moved back here to Benning, I did go on there, like you said, Ashley, and ask, you know, one of the things in Clarksville um, at the Campbell area was a mom life group. And unfortunately, moving back here to Benning, there's not anything like that. So I went on there and was asking and, you know, everybody was referring me to different places to go, different churches. So that was very helpful. I see a lot of spouses asking about um, child care because I think that's one of the most important things too is who you're going to leave your kid with. Yeah, when you want firsthand experience when it comes to something like a referral, like, yeah, I, yeah, you you know, I I mean I grew up here at Bragg and I'm pretty knowledgeable about a lot of things in this area, but I still find myself posting, asking, Hey guys, in recent years, who do you suggest? Who do you, who do you, you know, in actual daycare providers, who do you guys love? Why do you love it? You know, why do you not like it? Because, you know, you do have to fish through those recommendations because some, someone might like it for something that's completely irrelevant to why you may or may not like it. So navigating those recommendations is also really important and not just taking everything as, as a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's just in general for anything on those spousal pages as well. Yeah, definitely. And there's, you have to be careful too, because you see it all the time. Like OPSEC is a huge thing and you potentially, I guess if you're involved enough in FRG, you've taken OPSEC training. I know I personally have, but not everybody has. And so they hear OPSEC and they don't know the exact rules. Maybe their spouse hasn't told them those rules and they're posting things. And then it also becomes a fight because everybody always has to be like the OPSEC police and be like up about it, really uppity about it. So that is definitely, there's challenges to the spouse's page, but you can find friends there. Absolutely. I mean, you're going to have those keyboard warriors who are going to just shout nasty things at you, but then you're going to have those genuine people who want to help you. Like you said, Sabrina, who was like, I'm, I'm here for you. Like, here's my number. I'm going to help you through this. And there's genuinely people out there who care and want to help you and who's going to give you solid advice. But then you also have to know that there's going to be someone out there who's going to say something just because they can. And you can't always take it to heart. Um, at the end of the day, you have to just kind of be like, they weren't intentionally attacking you. They were just probably, yeah, just they don't even know to fill you. Their time yeah. With. yeah. Yeah. 
One of the good things too, though, is a lot of the spouses pages are ran by spouses that obviously have a lot of knowledge about the community, the, um, you know, the base. So hopefully if there is any of those violations, they get stopped before they're actually approved for the pages. Hopefully some of them will reach out to those spouses and, and work with them that way versus just approving a post for them to get yeah beaten on there you know because yeah and also knowing the page that you're posting in like I know here at Bragg we have several pages that there are some pages where like you don't go ask like serious questions because then you're just gonna get the keyboard warriors just responding with really stupid answers and you're not genuinely going to get solid advice like the group is there more for that cattiness that can come with military spouses even though it might necessarily not always be the case. Um, like they're there to kind of make fun of the dependas, if you get me. But they're also, occasionally you can find good advice. So just making sure like when you're looking for someone, if you're looking for information for childcare, like going to a mom specific group is where you're going to find that good advice. You might not want to post that on a, on a page that's going to have men and women on it. You're probably going to get a bunch of really dumb memes and things like that. So making sure you're also aware of where you're posting it will help you navigate those types of situations. So one of the main things that I see in there, I mean, literally daily, I am, you guys both know I'm in hundreds of my spouse groups right now, because that's how we get our name out. But literally daily is the friendship application. And they post all this stuff about themselves. They talk to these people and I've befriended some of them because they sound like great people like that someone I'd want to hang out with and then they never talk to me again on Facebook and even if you try most the biggest issue is like people don't show up for things yes I (sighs) like I don't know how you want to make a friend like you're just wanting to brag about yourself I'm not really sure what those posts are about because I've yet to see a whole lot of friendship come from those yeah, I mean, you can it, make I friends was, on there, but I you have, have to definitely put seen that. I, I like, I know I've posted that before, but like, I have like intentionally like reached out to every person that's responded. You know, I have actually made some really good mom friends here um, through because we have a local Rayford military spouse page, um, which I'm located in Rayford outside of Bragg, and it's a great group, and we've um back before pre-COVID and in the spring, we actually were meeting up two to three times a week at a local park. We were exercising. The kids were working, you know, playing on the playground. And we had a great little group knit of friends. Um, and I'm still pretty, I talk pretty regularly with quite a few of those um, other moms in that group. But it all kind of came up going like, hey, I'm a mom. You know, we'd love to meet up for play dates, you know, and then it kind of came into like, well, we all need to lose weight, that mom weight. So let's start working out at the park together. And that worked, but I've seen so many and that's where a great they thing post that and then yeah. nothing happens. Is finding those people and maybe you post that, but then you're finding the ones that are like genuinely interested in things you like. And I think find, you've mentioned groups that are more specific to things. And for me, I'm an avid reader. So for me, I go into these groups, join and kind of figure out who the readers are. And there's almost always a book club almost always in your local area. And for me, that is where I make better friendships because it dwindles us down to like a hundred people. And then you can kind of get to know those people and what they read that you like. And so finding your group doesn't have to be those big groups. Maybe you start your own group. Like you make a friendship post like that and you're like, oh, I like 
these 20 people, they're great. We all like have this thing in common. We like to work out whatever. And then you make your own play date group where you make your group of friends before you know them, obviously, then maybe that's the best way to keep them in one place. So you don't add a bunch of people and then just forget that you added friends and actually plan to meet. I think that that's probably one of the easiest ways to do that is pull some people that from one of your chats and be like, Hey, we're going to be a brunch group. I'm making a group for just us. And we're going to, if you can come, these are the days we're meeting and you have to put the initiative in like, well, and also like putting that work in a relationship takes two people to build a relationship. Like you, each person has to put that in. Like, I will say one of my closest friends here who is also like her daughter is my son's best friend. Um, we actually connected because we literally moved here at the same time. And then we like connected through that spousal page, that spousal page. And, um, then we realized that we were moving on the same street, literally within 30 days of each other. And we've been really good friends ever since. Um, you know, we, we do things with each other as much as we can. And the kids, the kids love each other. They, they, it's so cute because they talk about how one day they're going to get married and they're six years old. Um, they're so cute, but like, we're really good friends. Like, you know, she, she just, um, had a baby, uh, today actually. And so, um, we were joking because she texted me this morning and said, Hey, like, I'm going to go get my COVID test because she was supposed to have a C-section on Monday. But then she kind of came back. I text her earlier to say, Hey, can you happen to watch Claire for like an hour? She can't come to scouts with me tonight. And they were like, Oh, well, we actually had the baby today. And so <laughs> I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, well, I will come see you this week. And well, you know, but we have a great relationship and we've been really good friends for about two years now we've been here in Rayford for two years and um we do a lot together during the summer and the kids love each other yeah Um, so it does happen yeah that's the same with my best friend right now the girl that I hang out with almost three or four times a week like we are inseparable but we did we met all in these groups and it was just hey my kid's five hey mine's four let's go have coffee and she was like we're going to the mall tomorrow coffee period she brought me coffee and we met at the play area and We've been friends for three years. Like that's all it took was just knowing that we would get along and just doing it. You have to, I know it's You have scary, to put yourself out there. You yeah, have you absolutely. To. You're not going to make friends if you don't. You have to put in the effort just like the other person has to put the effort in. Yeah. Um, for me, when is- I get to new duty stations, I start out a brunch group. That's been my thing. And, and it doesn't always have a lot of people show up, but we always, I'll have like three people come and it grows sometimes. And then sometimes it like the, here at Bragg, we kind of let it go after a few months, but we were doing it where it was like every other week, we would just meet at my house. I open my house up, you bring your kids, they can play, bring some donuts with you, whatever on the way. And then we just sat and talked and we, I've made a few friends from that. And it's pretty cool that yeah, I had to put the initiative. I had to open my house to strangers. You know, they, I had to be like, Hey, just come over. <laughs> and like, my kids are here. The door is open. Anybody who wants to come from this time, this time, come over and it works. And you have to be proactive. Otherwise you're not going to make friends. You could sit at your house all day and talk to people. Well, especially if you're not a working mom or if you work in the home, like you're not going to have those adult interactions. So you kind of have to find different avenues to create those friendships. And unfortunately that just comes along with being a military spouse. You have to be a little creative when you're building relationships, whether it's with other military spouses or with civilians, you're, you're not going to have those little niches, especially if you're not in the workforce. I mean, I, I've been in both. Um, like I'm currently working from home now, but making those adult interactions is a lot harder 
when you don't get outside of the home and you're meeting other adults in a different environment. Mm-hmm. You really have to find those places. Like Kim, I know for sure you go to mops, right? So that's a definitely another really great place to make friends. Yeah. Mops is really great. There's tons of them all over, which is really nice because you can just move to that different area and find the mops groups local. Mops has been really great for me here because I've been able to build friends. And then surprisingly, those friends were friends that we were paired with with the deployed love. So (laughs) we were able to really bond and connect through both Mops and deployed love after that. However, I have learned that Mops isn't necessarily for just military. So that's kind of nice too, because then you start meeting other members in the community that are mothers and you get to build those outside relationships as well as the the connections with the military. Yeah. And MOPS is great. I did it when we first moved here too. And ours always um, like randomly drew what table you're sitting at. So you're never going to just be stuck with the same people that you were friends with. It's nice that you got pulled and you're sitting with five or six other girls that you've never met. So it gives you this opportunity to meet strangers, put yourself out there and make new friends, I guess. And that's the other good thing that you have to remember too, is MOPS is great, but there's also PWOCs on post. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure exactly what that stands for, but you have your, it's kind of similar to MOPS. You have those groups on post too, that you can go to and meet spouses. Mm Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, there's so many opportunities. And if you're not comfortable, like opening your own house up, like I do, there's so many different groups out there, even deployed love itself. We have our, um, each of the bases host different social events. I know that Benning just did cookie decorating. That's the easiest thing to really come out. Fun. You get to eat cookies. Yeah. I mean, that's not <laughs> yeah, the word doing. Benning is doing a park play date here this Sunday. So we're just meeting at uh, one of the parks on post. And just letting the kids play and have some mom time if um, anybody wants to come out. Like, yeah, it's all organized for you. You just go. Yeah, there's there's so many resources. We did that in Halloween here at Bragg, and it was fun. We had a massive amount of people come to that event, and they just dressed up in costumes and made friends. Like, it was it's such a good resource. So, and that's kind of why we created Deployed Love is also because we wanted to be a community where you guys come out and make friends. And I know that not every unit has an FRG that's active that may not even have one altogether because of budget cuts. And we wanted to be able to create a community at each base where if you don't have an FRG that you're connected to, you have a group of spouses, military spouses at that base that you can be connected to, you can network with and even find connections possibly within your unit. So Deployed Love is really a great group of people to be part of. And you're going to make some good friends by just coming out to these events. One of the things that I want to bring back up too for Benning with our cookie event, um, one of the things that I was really grateful for was one of the connections that I made with one of the spouses on the homemade page here. You know, I purchased some stuff from her. I loved her stuff. I kept purchasing. Um, I talked with her about the cookie event. She donated cookies. So that was another connection. Like we're not best friends we're not hanging out having coffee but <laughs> I mean I told you her could, I, I, mean, to. right? <laughs> yeah. I accidentally sent her a message that was meant for um 
one of my friends here talking about wine night at my house and she's like I think you had the wrong person I was like you can totally come come anyways (laughs) but you're you're still building those connections with those groups um I think the homemade page here at Benning is one of my go-to groups for almost everything yeah there's so many niche pages like I know photography, because that's what I used to do. We had so many photography groups. Obviously, there are. And there's competition, and there's a lot of brattiness in there, of course, too. But that's where most of Bragg's, our photographers for our events, came from one of those pages that I actually helped run for a while. And it was nice, because we'd all had this group of friends, and we still are a lot of friends. If you were to come to one of our events, you'd see that those photographers, they all have lunch together. They sit and chat throughout the whole event. It's so that's how they all became really good friends is through the photography groups. So you just have to find your group, really. I think, too, with moving back to Benning away from the base that we were at for so long, not necessarily the groups, but Facebook in general helps me stay connected with my friends there. And I don't feel so lonely when I am here because I can reach out to them and I can see what they're doing throughout you know, their week and they can kind of see what I'm doing and we can touch bases and chat through there. And it kind of helps with missing back home too. Well, and you have to remember like the military community isn't that large in, in the grand scheme of things, it's a very small world. And so even if you're not with somebody who's at the same installation, you are more than likely to be stationed with each other again. Um, I cannot tell you the amount of times that I have, for instance, um, like I grew up military too. So, um, my husband's second duty station was at Jaber in Alaska and I'm walking through the PX one day and I hear my name being shouted across the room. I'm like, who is shouting my name? And I turn around and it actually was a guy that I went to high school with, um, that I was really good friends with. Um, I had knew he was stationed there, but I hadn't seen him yet. Like I had just kind of gotten there a few years beforehand. So, and funny stories, I had a huge crush on him growing up and he's now a, a chaplain in the, in the service. And, uh, he recognized me from across the room. And I actually think he was stationed in Fairbanks, but was down at J bear for like a training event. I've had that same scenario happen in the middle of Europe like turning around saying, Hey, like, and I'm like, what are you doing here? I didn't know you were stationed over here in Europe. You just have to know that there are, you're going to see them again. And if you don't see them again, they're still there for support. Like Kim was saying virtually, like, you know, I still have friends that I am not stationed here who I talk to daily who are in Texas, who are still in J-Bear, who are still, you know, in Hawaii or Virginia, wherever they may be stationed at. It's a really small community and having those connections. And keeping um, them, like and keeping fostering them, them like making yeah. them. Yeah, it is important because I have friends all over the country and you know, what makes it the best part is I road trip every year with my sister. We stay yes. at my friend's houses along That's the way because it's free. Like you have those connections where it's like, Hey, we're going to be traveling through XYZ state who can keep me up for the night so I don't have to pay $100 for a hotel, you know? So it's amazing to have those friendships that, and then you get to have a whole wine night and like hang out with your friend. And it's amazing. It's so so. nice to reconnect too. Like, it's like, you never, it's almost like nothing has changed. Like you, you just saw them the day before and you're just right back into your routine and it's so nice. 
And that's the best thing the about military. Thing about, yeah. Yeah. Military friends are the best friends to have because they get it. And our lives don't change. Like we move duty stations, but we're still going through the same things every day. And so we're able to do that because, you know, with a civilian friend, their life may be totally different at some different points in their lives where we are still following our spouse around and hoping our jobs we adjust have a little with bit us more and unpredictability. Yeah. We're used to the change. Yeah. So it's nice to have friends that you keep forever. I have friends from every single duty station. It's like a little collection that I just bring along with me. <laughs> well, and even children, like even children, like my, my very best friend is from um, when I was stationed in Europe with my dad and my junior year, she was a senior. So we became really good friends. We actually even, we were friends in high school, but we even connected even more after school just because we stayed in touch. And she's my best friend. Like I consider her my sister. Um, she is my kid's aunt. I am her kid's aunt. And it's not like we're best friends, like we're family. And, you know, that was, oh God, 13 years ago. And we've been best friends ever since. And we still talk to each other daily. Like she's been, she's in Texas right now. So she's been mm. sending me play-by-plays of the storm and how she's brought all the animals inside. So she's got chickens in one corner and she's got her cats and the dog in another corner and they've wrapped the trees up. And I know for myself, like even as a military child, those connections are just as important as for the spouses. And you can create those connections through those Facebook pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and having those connections is, I, I don't remember if that's exactly how I met my friend in Hawaii, but I was young. And so she was young. She was actually her dad was the one that was stationed there. So she was my age. I was like 19. She was 18 and we became instant best friends. And it's funny because her family took me in. I think I read about it in a blog, but like when he was deployed, I went to Thanksgiving at their house. They treated me like one of their kids, like to the point I walked in, he's like, go peel some potatoes. Like, don't just sit around like (laughs) to the point that they're like, what are you? You're part of the family. You need to sit down and join us. And she to this day is still one of my best friends and they even came and stopped by this last summer because they happened to be in town and she insisted that she bring her whole family to my house and that they needed to come over and see me again and it was so good so having those connections and you keep them forever you do because they were there for you in the hardest times and I think that that's what makes those friendships so much more special too. That's one thing I love at Christmas and Thanksgiving is all of the posts where people are like hey, my house is open. We have a ton of food. I mean, granted, I'm sure not a lot of people actually take up the offers, but I do love to see that open post for anybody to come because there are so many spouses and soldiers here that don't do anything on those holidays. And it is more like Thanksgiving is more of a Friendsgiving than being with family. I love the Friendsgiving tradition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you have to just take up those offers though. Like really just, it's scary, but those people genuinely mean it. They're not opening your doors for just to gloat about it. They genuinely have probably been there. They probably don't want other people to be there and they have extra food probably already made. Like you're not putting them off to do that if they're offering it. So if your husband's deployed or whatever, and you just can't stand the thought of like sitting at home and eating whatever it is, you're going to eat TV dinner, you know, by yourself. TV dinner, turkey dinner. <laughs> yeah. Like then go and it's going to be awkward for probably like the first two minutes. That's literally it. They're going to pull you in you're going to start talking and it'll be fine. You'll find so. a connection. Yeah. yeah. 
you can find that connection anywhere as long as you are willing to try. Okay, so one thing I have to bring up about the spouses groups is the constant, where can I go for haircut and color? And then I actually go to somebody and they did not do a good job. So it's like, that's what I meant. I told you, you have to take recommendations (laughs) by the grain of salt and you have to do your own research. Absolutely. Because I've totally been there with you. I've been there. You need to find a stylist. You gotta like ask for proof. Like, (laughs) post your picture. Let me see. (laughs) Yeah. But then you don't want to say anything towards that person because, you know, all these people recommended her. So therefore, maybe you just caught her on a bad day, you know? Or like, so, it's it's just not your style. Like, you know, like, I, I, I laugh all the time because like, someone's like, oh, I don't like that. But I'm like, it doesn't matter what you like. It's what the other person's going to like or what the other person's going to want. And so you, you really do have to, <laughs> yeah. like, when you're asking for recommendations, you have to be like, okay, this is what they've recommended me. Now let me go and do a little more research and see what they do. Like, I'm always like the first, like, yeah, absolutely. Like I recommend this person, but then I add details. Okay. Like I like him because of this reason, if you don't like this and you may not be the right fit for you. Um, like, especially when people are like, like they just say, okay, who do you recommend? And they just put a name. I'm always kind of like, but why, why do you like this person? Like, what are they like yeah. really good at? Especially what are they- with hair. Yeah. It's, because for me, like I want my hair to look natural. I don't want it to look like I have highlights. I want, when I come out, I want it to look like this is what my hair looks like when I, in real life, you know, like, so I have to find a hairstylist who will make it look different, but naturally different. And I think a lot of people want to come out with full hair of headlights, you know, so that they look like they just got their hair done. So that's a whole difference. So my, who I would refer is not going to be what somebody else wants. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very rarely like, so I did go to a hairstylist that someone recommended. Um, and I did like her. Um, she did a great job with, um, what she did, but then like, I'm still like really set, like I'm totally fine driving my four hours to my hairstylist that I just know and trust. Um, just because, she's a good price and things like that. You've got, you just have to find your right fit. And when you're navigating those Facebook pages, you have to just make sure that you are, again, like I was, I keep saying, take those, those recommendations or those comments with a grain of salt and using your best judgment for you and your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Spouse groups are great and they can be bad. I mean, we all had, there's nightmare stories of it. We have issues of people blocking your stuff. You know, you have to also really look at the groups. For me, when I move to a place, I think I sit and like watch what people post and what gets approved to the page because if they're only approving certain people's things because it falls in their realm of thinking, I'm not gonna post my opinion or something because it's gonna get blocked. Um, you have to watch because sometimes there's admins of those pages where they're like, no, I don't like that. So I'm not going to let you post it where it's completely within the guidelines and when the rules of the group, but. And you'll find that a lot because majority of these groups are run by other military spouses and like, especially here there's, oh my God, I don't even know how many military spousal groups are here at Bragg, but there's just so many. And 
like I said, like earlier, you kind of have to make sure whichever group you're in, you kind of understand what that demographic is. You know, is this a demographic for moms who really don't give a shit for what is being said and you can post whatever you want, whether it's going to offend somebody or not. And just know that you're going to get really crude comments back. Or is it an actual mom group where you can have those legitimate discussions about like, okay, like I know that you guys don't give medical advice, but what in your experience have worked? Like, I'm going to go see a doctor, of course, obviously, but what has worked for you and your family? So I can try other things. You just have to know what that group is posting. And like what you were saying, what are those admins posting and not posting and allowing and not allowing kind of thing? Yeah. Especially when it comes to medical stuff, I understand that you should not get advice from a group, right? I get that. Like, that's not where you should be your main resource for medical emergencies, but there are situations where your child has a rash and you just want to know whether it's really worth going to the doctor about it. Right. Or if, if it's a Friday night and you can't get into a doctor's appointment until Monday, like, Hey, like what creams worked for you? What creams didn't work for you that are over the counter that I can try until then? Cause obviously like a simple rash isn't going to warrant a trip to the ER unless like it's a full body rash and they're not breathing, you know, appropriately and things like that. But most moms are going to know that type of information. So, you know, before commenting, making sure that you read what that person is asking and responding to that. Cause I see that all the time too. I see like, they're asking a simple question and then people are like, you know, you're a horrible mother, like blah, blah, blah kind of thing. So you just have to, you know, be prepared a, that that's going to be some of the type of reactions you're going to have. And, and two, like, just make sure you know what group you're posting in. Yeah it does it just depends and it, I think that's the best advice I have is really looking at those groups because like you're saying here Bragg and I know at most bases there's gonna be 50 groups and there's groups that are bad mom group there's the crunchy granola mom group you need to find which one you fit in like don't be asking yeah. what kind of baby food should I feed my kids in the crunchy mom group or you're gonna expect to get baby led weeding if you post it in this one they're gonna tell you get the cheapest kind you know like you need to wire, you need to know about yourself before you can like let other people give you opinions, I guess. The well, one thing, also, my thing yeah. with that though is, and I hear y'all saying this and I can just picture some of these comments in my head on these posts. And my thing too is take a look at yourself. You don't know what that person's going through. They came on this post because they really didn't feel like they had any other friend to turn to. And when you reply something negative or not nice, you send that person more down in that spiral. And here it is. You're putting another military spouse in a bad place when they're probably already there. Right. You're not. So we need to really focus on what we say on these groups. Um, Oh, God. Yeah. Like, no matter where you're at. Just, yeah, yeah. Just be nice to each other. You're right. Because. If they don't have friends that they can trust to send the rash picture to, you know, like I'm obviously not going to post that because I have people that I would rather ask that opinion of, but if they're that concerned and they're probably a, their husband, they have one car or something and they can't go to the doctor's office right this minute or B, like you're saying, that's not warranted to go to the emergency room, but they need some advice. You can't be mean to these poor people that need that. And 
they're they're obviously if you're in those groups you're looking for friends you're looking for a connection that will understand you so be kind that's <laughs> like yeah they yeah, people need we to be know kinder. we know that there are those spouses that do post some stuff that is like off the wall but then there are serious posts that people really do you know need opinions need friends or trying to make that connection and it's really hard when you take them to the ER and then you drag your other three kids out in the middle of the night to go to an ER and sit for four hours over, you know, a bug bite that just irritated his skin. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I feel like most people who are commenting or posting in these groups, it's also for reassurance that they're doing their job correctly, whether they're a mom or whether just, you know, uh, just a military spouse, just trying to understand the life of the army. Cause I mean, I know so many spouses who don't know a thing about army protocol. Um, you know, yeah, like it's your husband's job, but like, there's a lot that goes into it as a military spouse. Like, you know, you also have to be careful what you post on these groups. Cause I can guarantee you <laughs> that someone's watching it. Like I, I, the amount of people who have posted that have been in my husband's unit who post something. And I'm just like, Oh, I didn't know this. Like, let me double check this, you know, kind of thing. Um, or like, if it's a issue, like a, with command and stuff, like people are watching and it's going to get around. So you do have to watch, like watch what you say in these groups. You can't just go off on obsec you know, you can't go off on somebody's command. Like if you have exactly. an issue, ask for help in an appropriate manner, because I promise you it's, you have, you have your battalion commander's wife in this group. You have your commander's wife in those group, you know, people are watching it and it will get back if it's something that's going to get back to your command. So you do have to also tread lightly when it comes to asking certain things in a military spouse group. You know, that um, really just sucks. happened to me. Yeah. Well, like, Travis you know, for was instance, in like, Germany. I, yeah. I mean, I, my husband's been in the military for almost 18 years and Travis went to Germany and we had no FRG. Nobody called me. Nobody gave me updates. And here it is right before he comes home and I have nothing. And so I posted on one of the, I didn't even make the post. It was another person that made the post asking for information for the FRG. And I commented on there that I don't have any information and it took a day, maybe two days for me to get contacted by the commander's wife. And then somebody at my husband's work asked him why I made the post on Facebook. And he was like, because nobody's reached out to her. (laughs) So yeah, it not only I mean, got to them, but it also got back to somebody it's else that asked my husband. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah. so silly over a simple, I don't have any FRG connection with this company either. And I feel like that's not something like they should be super like cranky about because I mean, it happens. Like I, I know that there are several people within my FRG because I'm an FRG leader. There's several people that I haven't contacted just because their emails aren't going through or, you know, their soldier doesn't really care to pass on that information. Like it's going to happen, but, you know, going and complaining that you're having a domestic dispute with your spouse and who should you contact? And I mean, yes, like I get it. Like 
those, that information is not going to be sent out if they don't have that connection to an FRG or to someone else in the military. But I also feel like as a military spouse, because of the type of environment that we're in, you should really kind of hold in that type of information. Like if you're having marital problems, I get it. That is a very common thing. But don't and, put it on the internet like that. But don't like, yeah. you know, like if you need assistance, like, you know, if you want to do counseling, like all you have to do is call the chapel chapel and they'll give you the chaplain. You know, if you're, you know, if you're having issues, I get it. But like, why air that out on the social media platform? Like, you know, simply ask, I need my SFRG leader contact information and for this unit and someone will respond to you. Like, I am so quick to respond. Like if I see someone post like, Hey, I'm in this unit. And if it's in our unit, I'm quick to respond going like, Hey, what company are you in? Got it. Here's your person to email. You know, there's going to be people who are going to get that kind of information. The thing about that though, is if they are open enough to come and sit there and say, they're having these problems on these spouses groups. I think a lot of them are just looking for words of encouragement to know that they're not alone. That's true. I don't think it's necessarily looking for, you know, the type of, some of them are, however, (laughs) some posts are a little over the top, um, that if it's that bad, you really do need to get some help or get your soldiers some help or yourself. But I think a lot of them is people just needing that attention, needing that friendship again, needing those connections. And if they feel like they're brave enough to post something I would never post because my husband and I keep every, our private life private, but if they can post that and then another spouse comments that they're having the similar problems or they're going through some of the similar stuff, I think it helps them build that connection. Even with your children, like some parent will post, my kid is ADHD. I need help for this. There's no difference in doing it with marriage problems than there is asking with your kids. You just have to make sure that you're not airing your whole dirty laundry out for everybody to see. Yeah, because people are tracking that. They are. Because if you're going to go and say all this bad stuff about your spouse and then a couple weeks later posting about date night and all this stuff, people are going to say something to you. They're they're like, oh, wait, like, like you were just talking about getting a divorce and now you're going to go on a lovey date night with your husband. So you have to be careful because people you don't you know do. are stalking you like they are because there's people that are so bored that they will be looking they have at nothing your whole else. life. They have nothing else to do. Yeah. yeah. And I guess like when I was kind of saying that, like just, just err on the side of caution to know that you will get some backlash. You might yeah. get some really helpful ad- advice, but then you're also going to get advice that again, you have to take with a grain of salt And, you know, don't listen to what every negative Nancy says, or, you know, every person, every positive post, like you have to do what's best for you. And you have to make those decisions based on that. Like that's, that's the catch 22 with the social media thing. You're going to have both extreme sides come at you and you have to be prepared for that. So if you're going to post those kind of things, you have to be prepared to have really nasty comments. And then you're also going to have those really great comments. So, you know, I mean, and that can be in any Facebook group, like that's not just military related, you know, military spouse related. You just have to, like, if you're going to put that type of information out, be prepared to not hear something that you're going to want to hear. 
But I do feel like you're right, Kim. Most of those people who are posting that are looking for other people who are in those situations or who have been in those situations. I mean, I've seen great things. Like I've seen so many posts about domestic violence and people opening their homes to other people. Um, and I think that's fantastic. You just have to really tread waters when it comes to posting sensitive items. Um, like obsect, you know, what you yeah. and your company, your husband is in, like, you really should just not post that at all. Cause you oh, have yeah. no idea. Obsect is a in whole, a whole thing you've got to be careful for because it will literally cancel flights. If something goes out and it gets back around to command that you said 900 or whatever, it will cancel that flight. And your husband will get home three hours later because you chose to or, post something or that shouldn't later. go out. Yeah. So you yeah. have to, I mean, just don't tell people that's not anybody's business. You probably shouldn't even know really, but too far ahead of time anyways. So like, just don't, um, so, yeah. if, if you're and, a new spouse and you've never been through deployment, I promise you it will happen. I have been through it. I have been through where someone has said something and they have changed the complete timeline and they were extended weeks. Like it's, it will happen. So it's better just to keep your mouth shut. You know, if you need to tell family, don't post it on social media, make a phone call and just leave it as is. If you really don't know information, again, simply just put, I need this contact information for this SFRG leader. Um, and then ask those questions in private because it will happen. It will. Cause you don't know who's watching that. And they're the command is watching that because they know where their soldiers are. And if they see anything, even mention their, their unit, they're going to be like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Nope. We can't send them in because there's crazy people out there. You don't want to, your husband's whereabouts to be known when they're traveling. So just keep your, keep your spouse safe. That's the best thing. Like that's the reason for OPSEC. It's not to infuriate you and it can be, but like, just keep your personal information like that personal because you want to keep your everybody safe that's the whole point of it is keeping people safe so and I know like as a new spouse that's a lot to learn and I'm sure there's some resources we can post in our um, show notes for you guys on where you can learn more about OPSEC because there's a lot of rules to it and I it's been years since I've taken the training to tell you I couldn't give you the exact rules on what you can and can't say but it's definitely somewhere to learn. You need to learn it and you need to know whether you go through an FRG training, they have that through ACS um, or you just learn it yourself, but just watch what you say because it will get back to people. Back when Travis was deployed one time, Facebook had just become a thing and it was, you know, all the, the hit stuff and somebody got killed in action. And one of the spouses just posted you know, right on her page, hey, this just happened. And, you know, the spouse found out that it was her husband through Facebook. So it's just that is my biggest what you piece. post on Facebook, you shouldn't post sometimes. You have to really stop and think. I've created posts probably a billion times and then realized I don't need to say this and deleted it. There are some things you just should not say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my biggest pet peeve. And then like, not everyone wants to know what's happening downrange. Like I'm the type of person who wants to know. I, I do so much better if I know what's happening. You know, I don't like being in the dark. I've been, I've have had deployments where I was in the dark and then I've had deployments where I've known everything. And I'm the type of person that likes to know what's happening, but not everyone's like that. 
So if you're posting like, oh my God, did you see this? Did you see that? Like, yeah, you want to have the, I, I get that people want to have those discussions, but you have to also be kind of cautious about other people's feelings in those type of situations. Cause there are going to be spouses like, you know, that are going to go into panic attacks. They're going to go into severe depression. So just kind of being cautious of that and being okay with other people, like other people's feelings saying that like, there's a lot, there's a lot of give and take, like, you know, like if you don't want to see that, then obviously you shouldn't be on social media because it's going to be posted. Like, you know, this rapid deployment that happened at the beginning of last year, most of that information that we were getting came out from the news media before it even came down the proper channels. And that's a really, that was a really big adjustment because a lot of times, like, you know, previous deployments, nothing went to the media until things happen. But I had a spouse within our unit who was notified by another spouse that her husband was injured before she was even notified prior. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, this is not okay. And, um, like I was furious. Like I was so mad. I yelled at the commander. I was like, what happened? Where did the ball get dropped? This is not okay. And, you know, also knowing that etiquette of OPSEC, like, you know, don't say anything until anybody, until you've heard that that person's been notified, like Mm -hmm. seriously, like I will always go after somebody like, I'm not that type of person. I'm not a confrontation person, but when it comes to something like that, you have to be respectful of that person's information. You can't just post something and say, oh my God, did you hear about this? And that person finds out from Facebook. Cause that's the worst feeling in the entire world is to know that your spouse is hurt or potentially could be dead from Facebook. Like just don't do it. Like yeah. clean and simple. Yeah. You brought up the news outlets too. And that was the biggest issue with those rapid deployments is those news people were like on it. And mm-hmm. they, the reason that I ended up doing the news articles that we did here is to protect the spouses because they were reaching out to us, trying to get us to give them information of who's deploying. And like, can we talk to some spouses and do an interview? And I was like, you can talk to me, but I'm not going to give you that a contact information. But yet still there were news articles that were talking to spouses whose husband had just left. That is such a bad OPSEC thing. Like, do not put your face all over the news. Like, Hey, I am home alone. My husband's gone. Don't do that. Like it's fun. Yeah. Great. You want to be on the news, but don't, don't put that information out there for the entire, you know, the whole city, the state to find out about. Well, the thing is, we had quite a few people the news reports certain stuff and they always report what's going to get people's attention, which is the bad stuff. And Sabrina, even when we did that one and you directed them back down here to me, when they found out that my husband wasn't in that rapid deployment, they were done interviewing me. They didn't want to talk to me anymore. So it just shows you they don't want to, they want to expose you. They like, want the news that's going to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think when it comes to those interviews, like a simple rule for a military spouse is do not do an interview. No. If it's Especially like right when your husband you left. Up. 
no, you, you just need to, you know, be, you need to just contact your chain of command, SFRG leader. If you know, you were rear D commander, whatever it may be and say, Hey, this person's reached out to me. Cause I, I know that we've had people, we had people within our unit. Cause my husband was that, my husband was that person that was in and out the door and was in on the plane within 18 hours. Like he was that first person out the door. Like he literally had 30 minutes and was gone. Like we didn't know he was not coming home or nothing. And he, we had spouses within our unit that did do interviews and caused a lot of chaos within the battalion b- brigade. And so like plain, like a rule is just, if someone reach out, reach out to you, just politely decline saying, I'm sorry, but I cannot talk to this. I'll be more than happy to give you the information to, to our rear D who Leadership. will be able to answer these questions for you. I mean, right. it, it, just to be safe, because I mean, it did yeah. cause a lot of, it caused a lot of issues, you know, it aired when they were in flight, um, you know, and from my understanding, this rapid deployment was a little different. Like the, the military wanted this to be seen. So they were giving the go ahead to a lot of the military press to release stuff. But then you have the spouses who, who were going through this going like, well, what's going to happen? Like this is being aired. Like they're being shown that they're flying. They're, they're, they're walking on the tarmac as they're walking on the tarmac. Like you know, you, you just have to be careful. And I, I just say a rule of thumb is, is if you're asked to do an interview, just politely decline it. Like yeah. it's not worth it to have your face on the screen because I can promise you every individual who went on screen, their husband's got an ass chewing. Oh, I'm sure. Well, the about thing it. about it is, is even know that you think it's the most simplest questions and that it's just a few seconds they will trip you up in a heartbeat. They, they can, can get off sec out of they know how you mean you mean it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's I can why definitely attest to why. that. Like I've done an interview and they've completely changed the way that I said things around by just editing. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I didn't say that. Like, or that's not the way I meant it. Like they just took out portions of it. So like it will happen. And like yeah. Kim, you were saying, like they're going to post what will sell. And so you just, again, you have to be really careful. And it's not even like OPSEC about your husband getting in trouble. You got to like watch because you don't know who knows you in your neighborhood, watch the news. And was like, huh, guess what? She's by herself at home. Like you need to watch out for yourself. So putting your face out there with a big bulletin that's saying I'm alone is not a great choice. So that was definitely why when they started doing that, I was fielding those. I was like, I will take the interviews because I can represent the spouses, but I am not going through a deployment. So I was like, but I'm, I'm not going to give you any information to anybody that works with us. Like, no, thank you. So you really have to watch out because they were, I mean, they sent us probably 20 emails that within a couple of days trying to get interviews. Yeah. So. We, we ended up getting an email from the chain of command from your D saying like, if you have been contacted by a new source, please contact us immediately. Do not talk to them because we had so many people who we're doing the interviews and we're leaking information, sensitive information. Cause the military was like, you know, the army itself was like giving information out, but they were putting only the information they wanted out where military spouses were going through and leaking excess information 
on like, okay, yeah, like I talked to my husband, he was in Germany at this time. And then like, you know, he was leaving in two hours, like, and it was airing. So like, you have to, like, I can't stress enough. Just don't do interviews. Yeah. OPSEC is so important for sure. Yeah. You have to just be careful. But anyways, going back to kind of where we were before we end our podcast for the day is the friend groups that you can join and making friends is a huge thing. And we've kind of talked about it um, through social media, but there's a lot of other resources. I know that Ashley, you talked about recently a speed dating, right? A speed dating um, with other spouses, right? Yeah, a group here, one of the military spousal groups here, and I think it's, I can't, honestly, I cannot remember which group it is, because like I said, there's so many here at Bragg, but they started, because, you know, they had noticed, like, they were doing those, hey, like, hi, my name is Ashley, like, in the, you know, the friend applications, so they decided that they were going to try a friendship speed dating, and I thought it was such a fantastic idea, Um, they, they've done one virtually, and they, it seemed to go really, really well. So I would love to do that. And we would love to know if you guys would be interested in doing that, whether it's a virtual or potentially one in person. Um, We would love to figure out if that's something that our audience would love to do. So, you know, just let us know. Yeah. I think it sounds so fun. Like I, I will I come totally to it personally. <laughs> I want to be I mean, out of it. You can never have too many friends. You like, I mean, I feel like, you know, like for myself, like, you know, like I think in the last podcast or the podcast before I was saying that, you know, I have some really good friends, but like, I'm looking for, you know, one or two more really close knit friends. Like, you know, whether it's another, another spouse or another mom spouse, like someone else I can connect to. Cause you know, even though I have a really good connection with my friends that I have right now, I have other interests that aren't necessarily filled with those, those spouses mm-hmm. or those friends. So, yeah, and you for know, me, I would love to connect with other yeah, spouses. For me, it, because we're government side, we're here. And so a lot of my friends are military and they're going to leave. So I have to make sure that I have <laughs> friends that are coming too. like, otherwise I'm going to be starting all over. So I would love to do it and just have some friends that just got here even. And be able to have friends that are going to be here for years. So I yeah, love that idea. would be great for here too, because Travis isn't necessarily stationed here. So I don't have very many friends that are connected to Fort Benning or any, you know, way to go on Benning and be around like an FRG or anything like that. So it's hard here to meet those spouses. Mm-hmm. But it's also just a way to get out of your comfort zone. Like, you know, there are a lot of spouses who, who don't meet other spouses and, you know, you do not have to have friends. You do not have to be friends with a spouse, a military spouse. Like you don't have to We're, I mean, I will say that it is nice to have a military spouse friend because they're going to understand what you're going through, um, on a daily, but it, it's a great, this whole idea of like a speed dating kind of atmosphere. It's a great way to meet people. Cause you're never going to know. You'll never know that you could potentially find like your soulmate, your friendship soulmate in, in a person that you probably would have never met because you didn't put yourself out there. So, you know, yeah. I'm an advocate, put yourself out there. You know, you know, if you make a fool of yourself, cool. You may never see that person again. What's the harm? Um, just, just, just go with it, go with the flow and have some fun. And, you know, whether you are, 
a single spouse who has no kids and can do whatever you want to a, you know, a mom who's like, I just need that one more person who I can call and complain about my kid who's going to understand, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, being that solo parent for a month to a year, whatever it might be during trainings or deployment, you just have to find your, your, your tribe, your person and, what better way to do a fun little game as speed dating? Well, I think the fun thing about the speed dating is instead of like posting your mom application, you have a moment to actually talk to somebody. So much is lost in text. So like to be able to hear their voice and laugh about something dumb. And maybe that's what your speed dating is. You tell them a dumb joke and that might be all it takes to be like, this chick is hilarious and we need to be friends, right? Like so it gives you the chance to show your personality more than what you just wrote out on Facebook. So I love the idea. And I think we should definitely get one started. If you guys are interested, we are definitely, it's going to get planned at some point. Cause yeah, even if I'm soon. the only person in there with like five <laughs> other people, I will make a friendship and it's going to be fantastic. Right. So let us know what you guys think. And We're going to go ahead and post this into Hearts Connected. Of course, they'll come out every Monday. We're going to have podcasts every other Monday coming out. Um, So make sure you're following and you're listening and joining us for our chats that go from who knows what to another end of the world. But we have all kinds of fun and we have more great interviews coming up next month. So we really hope that you guys will join us and um, rock up, buttercup, and join us for the journey, right? Bye. Bye. And that's kind of why we created Deployed Love is also because we wanted to be a community where you guys come out and make friends. And I know that not every unit has an FRG that's active, that may not even have one altogether because of budget cuts. And we wanted to be able to create a community at each base where if you don't have an FRG that you're connected to, you have a group of spouses, military spouses at that base that you can be connected to, you can network with and even find connections possibly within your unit. So Deployed Love is really a great group of people to be part of and you're going to make some good friends by just coming out to these events.